Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. My boss, Jay Posner, joins me or I join him. I think that's probably how it should be. In advance of Cardinals Padres. Padres just came off the road playing the Rockies. Uh, they went 500 on their six-game trip. They took two or three against the Rockies. But Jay, we probably should start somewhere else with what's going on with the Padres. Yeah, it was kind of a newsy, uh, newsy week, wasn't it, for you, Kevin, up there in Denver, and not just because of the of the uh, bad weather, some bad juju, I guess, for the uh, yeah. for the Padres, and they are they are down five men now for the next what I guess three of them are gone for another three days, uh, four days maybe, or four. I guess it yeah. varies because Hosmer was one day behind. Where uh, where where do things stand at, at this point on? Uh, on COVID, and of course, how ironic that they're playing the Cardinals. And Jeff Sanders wrote a good story. If everybody didn't see it, talking to the Cardinals about what it was like last year and how they hope that it's not that never gets that bad for anybody else. That nobody should have to uh, to have to go through that. But, well, what, what was interesting is I just was on uh, the podcast with Derek Gold, the beat writer for the St. Louis Post Dispatch, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how different it was that they shut down. You know, they were like. Do, doing beds in their hotel room or right. in their hotel, like, because they didn't play for 16 days. They were shut down, quarantined, uh, finally were able to get home, but there were no games from, what was it, J- July 30th to, like, August 14th, whereas mm-hmm. the Padres are soldiering forward. And so I guess I'll start with the fact of why are they soldiering forward. There's there's multiple reasons. First of all, the commissioner is the one who decides, and, and it, this year – probably going to keep playing for the most part their contact tracing is so much better they they believe that and there's things we don't know about as the public and the the media of course they've actually been able to prevent outbreaks because the contact tracing allows them to understand where the hot spots are going to be the Padres and Major League Baseball believe that the you know this outbreak has been uh, contained to the five players and the Padres quite honestly didn't want to go back to Colorado and play two doubleheaders instead right. of one. Or, you know, it would have been, yeah, two doubleheaders. Um, what would that have done to their pitching at that time when they had to go back? I believe mm-hmm. it's in June, if that's when it was. Plus, let's not discount the fact that they get to play the Rockies five of the eight games there without Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> um, and, and so no one's going to necessarily say that. But, you know, look, uh, that's what it is. They could have easily taken a sweep there if just somebody had gotten a hit or not run themselves into an out in the final uh, game. Or a, or some or somebody had hit a fly ball. Uh, at some point of fly ball in that game. in Coors Field. Imagine uh, the Cardinals had more. Just to go back, the Cardinals had several more players test positive. Correct. I mean, the the Padres really had two players that have tested positive. The other three were. Contract, contact right. tracing and and but to be without five position players there mm-hmm. is no set like oh you have to have this many out and then MLB will go ahead and postpone your games <laughs> it's going to be a case by case basis and there was some thinking that hey I mean, the Padres took a major hit here. We are mm-hmm. talking about three everyday players, three of your biggest offensive producers, plus Jerickson Profar, who started at four different positions, what, 32 games, 33 games, uh, and then Jorge Mateo. Uh, Mateo and Profar, from my understanding, be able to come back Tuesday, Hosmer on Wednesday. There's no game on Thursday. Tatis on Friday and Myers on Saturday. So, look, the reality is this, and I, I feel like, I mean, I addressed this uh, both in the newsletter and uh, in, in print and, and online. It, it would appear, based on the information that we have, that Mateo, Profar, and Hosmer are asymptomatic. If they had been vaccinated, they'd be back on the field already. They're not. Right. 
it's still America. You can decide whether you're going to get a vaccine. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball's Players Association decided. I don't think they're alone in the American workforce uh, uh, deciding that we, this, these would be voluntary. But the fact is, no matter how it side you're going to come down on, there's a competitive advantage for teams that have uh, vaccinated players be found to have been in close contact with COVID positive people. You get to come back right away. I guess Instead, that's what- Hosmer, Profar, and Mateo have to sit out for a week. I guess that's what surprises me as much as anything in the sort of hesitancy of some players to not get vaccinated. And and look, everybody, you're right. Everybody has that choice to make. You and I are both vaccinated. I think you just yesterday. I was going to say you just passed your two weeks. Right. So I I went past that about ten days ago. you know, I didn't have any hesitancy, but I understand some people do. But in this case, I, I think what would be frustrating for fans and I would think for other players and front office types and everything is that there's a definite advantage for players to be vaccinated. As you said, if you if you're asymptomatic and they didn't these guys obviously didn't test positive, they because otherwise they'd be out for 10 days. Um they would be playing right now if they had just gotten the vaccine. If they had just gotten the vaccination, and that is the part that's a little bit hard to understand. And you would think there would be some peer pressure involved there. Uh, we don't know how many players are vaccinated or not vaccinated. The Padres have, have, you know, not been forthcoming in that, and that's you know they're not forthcoming about a lot of things. That's their that's their prerogative uh, as well. But it's clear those three definitely aren't. Um, you would think that if Tatis and Myers had been vaccinated and had tested positive anyway, that they might have made that information public the way the Yankees have. You would uh, think. And you would think. You would I'm think, not saying they, they didn't did. make it positive with uh, Chris Paddock. And right, there did. is right. evidence in that Will Myers was found to be in con- close contact with Chris Paddock and was right back in the, the same game after being scratched from the lineup. It is possible that Will Myers has been vaccinated. Right, right. So it's possible. And, and it's possible. You know, look, it. It is possible. possible. The vaccine does not mean that you or I or anybody else is not going to get sick. It's if there are other benefits to it, uh, at least in my mind. So, but people are still going to get it. But as you said, the contract tracing part is a huge deal for the baseball players in the sense of they can come back and play right away. These guys would not have had to miss any time. And it was an incentive done. put in there by right. MLB to try exactly. to get players to get it. And what we don't know is how many other guys. I mean, were these the only? three, four, or five players on the roster that were not vaccinated? Or are there other guys that are, you know, kind of in the same position? Maybe the fact that there's no other people that are, you know, affected by this tells us something, but maybe not. I mean, there's not, I don't know the exactly what the contact tracing, how close do you have to be to somebody? How much time do you have to spend with them? I know Profar and Tatis are, are good friends. Uh, and, and Mateo hangs out with Profar a lot. You've got the the, the bracelets or whatever they wear, right? And so right. it's basically along the CDC guidelines. You do have to be around a person for a while, mm-hmm. and so you know uh, whatever exactly that is. But it's not. It's it doesn't take very much to think. Oh, these guys were hanging out. Um, but uh, to your question about how many are left, the way it was explained to me is most of enough of the guys who are left on the roster have been vaccinated, that that's why MLB and the Padres are comfortable that the outbreak was, was contained at okay. those five 
players. And I call, I call it an outbreak, it, you know, in comparison to some other things that have happened around Major League Baseball. This is not an outbreak. But look, it is, it is fairly severe for the Padres to be without these five players, especially the four. Right, right. And, you know, look, they survived in Colorado. If, if a couple guys who are regulars had come through uh, in the second game on uh, Wednesday, you know, they, they could have even gotten another win. It's going to be more difficult this weekend, which which we can get to in a minute with the, the Cardinals. The Padres have the third best record in the National League. It's it's almost hard to, to fathom the way that there's been so much almost disappointment, I guess, in the way that the first part of the season has gone. But at the same time, obviously, a lot of other teams are sort of in that same position. Uh, you can argue, okay, great, they could have gotten some separation, but you could say that about a lot of teams. Anyway, they have the third best record in the National League. The Cardinals have the second best record um, in the National League. They they are 23 and 15, so they would be two games ahead of the, uh, of the Padres. The Giants of course, have the best record in the league, just as we all expected. Running uh, away with the West. <laughs> but, I'm smiling. So, For those listening, so anyway, I'm smiling. Right. So it'll be a little more, you would think, more difficult this weekend. And then the Rockies come here for three games uh, next week. But there are some guys that, you know, we have not seen before. Brian O'Grady, I mean, other than spring training, I mean, Brian O'Grady had a big hit the other day, you know, missed a home run by maybe five feet in a big situation. Uh, John Andrioli, uh, I admit, have, it was a complete stranger to me uh, and had to look up, uh, you know, what he has done. He's had maybe, I don't know, 20 or 30 games, I think, of big league uh, experience. Uh, Marcano came back. He, Marcano's a guy who looks like he belongs. Um, no matter yes. where they play him, he he seems to, to just look the type as a guy who he does not look overmatched you know, as a as a guy who you might think would look overmatched, but even in the spring, and you saw him a lot more than I did, he just looks like a guy who 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 belongs. There of of the guys you brought up, and look, Brian O'Grady has some major league experience, and, right. and and they believe in him. But of the guys that you brought up, and and I'll I'll make the reference as I have already. I mean, they they're playing with AAA players now. This is this is a little bit like you know. Uh, 2018, 19, uh, I don't want to go back too much further than that because you didn't really have a Manny Machado on the team before that. But there's like Manny Machado, Trent Grisham, and, you know, maybe an emerging star in Jake Cronenworth, uh, you know, a couple other questionable guys. And then it's Carlos Asuaje all over again. That's that's what's (laughs) happening right now. And look, I, I no offense, but. You know, John Andrioli, Patrick Kivlahan, uh, even Brian O'Grady and, and Tukapita Marcano is not who you expected to be in the lineup, not who you expected to go have this sort of rematch against the NL Central leaders in the, in the Cardinals. Um, that that That's where they're at. They're, and you talk about guys not coming through. Look, Manny has not had a great season so far. I don't know that he'll see a pitch from the Cardinals. Well, Why would yeah. you, for goodness sake? That's the thing. And, and you know, my reference to fly balls was Austin Nola had two chances in that in that game on Wednesday. And both times he hit grounders to third base, which was just like the just about the worst place um, that he could have hit the ball. Other than maybe on the one, if he had hit it right on top of second base, they would have gotten a double play. But anyway, they, they need guys like that to come through. They need when Tommy you have Pham. the chance. Yeah, they need Tommy Pham, uh, which we've talked about all year long. They need Tommy Pham. To come through, he did have three hits. Um, was it Tuesday night? I can't remember. The game seemed to run together, but he did have three hits in a game. Um, you know, there are times where he looks good. There are times where he's not. 
where he, where he looks terrible, but they need Tommy Pham to be better. Maybe seeing his old team will, uh, will spark something in him. Seems like uh, that kind of guy, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't, uh, I don't know, but that it, it's definitely going to be difficult. And uh, as you said, it's going to be probably hardest of all on a guy like Machado who just may not see a pitch uh, anywhere near the strike zone for, for three days, figuring, you know, the Cardinals figuring who who's, who's hitting behind him that's going to beat us. Cause it's going to be guys like Pham and Nola uh, that are hitting behind him. And when I say Marcano looks like he belongs, he kind of, he doesn't look overmatched, but obviously he would be better served for his future and the Padres future. If he was playing in the minors right now, I mean, that's, that's where, that's where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, at for this his future point. more immediately, I think this will be great for uh, Marcano. And I, I am agreeing with you, but also saying, you know, to compete Marcano is going to be better for what happened this season. He just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to take this back to AAA and get better there, and then come back. I mean, I'm really excited about uh, this. What you know, what really wasn't a guy we were talking about before this year. But you are 100 right, Jay. It's like, nah, this isn't the team that you that you expected. And the other, you know, the other issue then becomes the pitching, and it's always hard to judge people at Coors Field and all that stuff. But you know, Blake Snell continues to be. Blake Snell, basically, and the Blake Snell that has pitched for the last couple of years, not the Blake Snell, the Cy Young Award. And again, the numbers aren't terrible. You know, he only gave up two runs the other day, but he's not pitching deep into games. Darvish was kind of a weird situation the other day. I mean, they had to, I believe they had to hit for him in that. uh, And it worked out. Right. Not only did they have to, it was one of those that we talk about, right? Look, if they don't get runs there, it's a good move, but they got runs. (laughs) Right. So that that was the situation where they had to do, you know, Joe Musgrove pitches, pitches tonight. He has not been great since, since the no hitter. Uh, That's a guy you need to come through. He's, he's obviously very familiar with the Cardinals as they are with him from, uh, from his time with the Pirates pitched a lot against them the last couple of years. So they need Musgrove. Chris Paddock pitched very well, as we talked about on the, the our last podcast, pitched very well for three, three innings. innings. But you're going to expect more from him. He's facing a team that that battered him all over Petco uh, the last time that that he faced them in that in the playoff game and put the Padres in a hole. And then Ryan Weathers pitching on on Sunday. And I mean, let's be honest. Right now, you look at the three guys that are pitching this weekend. You're you're kind of most confident in Ryan Weathers right now. I mean, he he has shown. You know, no matter where the Padres put Ryan Weathers, he has shown that he can do the job. And he's pitched well out of the bullpen the last couple of games. Now they're going to start him. He started earlier in the year against the Dodgers. He pitched well. You know, you have no reason to to expect other than a really good start from Ryan Weathers. But he's only going to go probably four innings, maybe five if he can get through. Uh, you know, some quick innings, but again, he's not a guy that's going to go deep and Paddock's not going to go deep either. So it brings in the bullpen, Drew Pomerantz, another issue with him. Obviously he wasn't, uh, he wasn't available. He's only pitched once in the last week plus. So uh, there's, there's some issues, but we could get some news about Drew Pomerantz today. Uh, You know, could be the dreaded lat strain that has him out till uh, July or August. Maybe I'm I'm, look, I'm saying he has a lat issue and we don't know. Or he could pitch tonight. Right. So uh, the Cardinals, I honestly don't know. They have, they have new parts this year, but they have Mm -hmm. some of the same old parts. And there's this thing, maybe you've heard of it called the Cardinal way. (laughs) They're not going to let Ryan Weathers or Chris Paddock or uh, Joe Musgrove off the hook either. These guys see a lot of pitches, foul off a lot of pitches. They might not be the greatest hitting team, but they, 
you know, there's a reason that they keep winning and they have the second best record. Um, of course, they're also facing three pretty good pitchers. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that tonight. Uh, Oviedo, not not so great, but Wainwright's been pitching really well. And uh, Kim, Quang Young Kim has been mm-hmm. pitching really well. Right. So uh, this will not be the Rockies. And though, like you said, Ryan Weathers has faced everybody and done really well. Don't, I, I was going to say it if you didn't say it. He's the ace of the weekend right now. Um, <laughs> Joe Musgrove was better, but the results weren't better right? Uh, necessarily. And then you throw in, okay, I mean, Miguel Diaz, let's not gloss over that. That's great, Miguel Diaz. Three scoreless, one-hit innings, mm-hmm. outings. or Three innings, one hit, both of his outings. However, I wanted to say that in my head. I think maybe you get what I'm saying. I know um, what you mean. That's great. Nabil Chrismat. I actually think he's been really good and certainly has been very valuable to this team. And actually, he might pitch this time and not get optioned the next day. So uh, because they need innings, it's um, it's a it's a season long story that is getting very old for the Padres. But it's almost it's like more pressing than ever, given what we just talked about with Snell, Musgrove, Paddock. Yeah. Right. And I think Diaz is a guy that you, you, you bring up and I would expect to see him piggyback one of these starts over the over the weekend. Although, I, you know, you've also got the Lamed issue coming up. I, I'm, I'm guessing he would probably pitch on Monday. So you've got that whole thing where you've got a bunch of guys in a row, although they could throw Darvish on Monday. That would be regular rest for him. So and regular rest after how many pitches? I know it was four innings, but I yeah. honestly it's skipping how many pitches he threw. Which it, I don't remember, but it wasn't it wasn't a, I think, not a, right. certainly not a regular outing for him. So he could go Monday, and maybe you hope that he gives you some length uh, on Monday, and then you can go back to Lamette uh, on point. Tuesday. But anyway, Diaz has been outstanding for two straight starts. We talked know. about him when he came up that he was a guy we both we both loved his stuff. And, you know, you hoped you saw a little different picture than we saw. Other media members were making fun of me in the spring because of how high I was on Miguel Diaz and how, you know, he wasn't really (laughs) pitching well in the spring. But I'm just telling you, and this may change. Both of us know this. We talked about it before we talked him up before uh, he pitched. It could stop any time because it's all about command with this kid. He is a vicious pitcher when Mm -hmm. he's around and in the zone. Right, which he has been, and and the Padres do get a. They don't have to face Jack Flaherty, who's been fantastic uh, this season. The one thing that they should probably not do is get Alex Reyes into the game in a situation where they need to score a run, because he's been incredible. Ben. Although he's a lot, a lot of base runners. I think he, I was looking this up earlier. His WHIP is is one point two five, so he's been walking guys, but he's pitched twenty innings and he's given up one run. With well, then he's with facing the right strikeouts. team. He's facing the right team because they get a lot of guys on base sometimes too. So, <laughs> but they don't so, get them home. Anyway, Alex Reyes is a guy the Padres do not want to see this weekend because that means that they're in a close game and they're trailing. But that's a guy, they've, and they've gotten some other good bullpen work uh, as well. You know, Nolan Arenado. It's funny they're playing the Rockies. We just saw the Rockies. The Rockies are coming in again, but here's old Nolan Arenado coming in with the Cardinals, which will look. Very strange seeing him in that uh, in that uniform. I'm sure he'll rob a couple of hits each game as he as he usually does. He's also off to a very good start uh, offensively. Dylan Carlson's another guy who's been good. Goldschmidt has not been what we've come to expect from Goldschmidt, but as you said, they've uh, uh, and Matt Carpenter's kind of been their Tommy Pham 
where uh, except even worse, I think he's hitting 120 or something. Uh, except probably something a little like more expected because yeah. he's been trending yeah. that way. Whereas yeah. this Tommy Pham thing's a little bit confounding uh, to everyone. I think the bat speed's still there, even though I keep thinking in my head and, and saying it that you know he is 34 now. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's either. I think he's 34, uh, mm-hmm. if, if not about to be 34. So anyway. Um, yeah, that's a that, that's a big one, and especially right now. If we could bring this full circle, we talked about it, but and I tried to to kind of my my stories from the double my story from the double header. I tried to make it almost like a preview to let people mm-hmm. know that's the team you're going to be watching this weekend. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, I mean, Tommy Pham has to be in the lineup. There, I mean, I know he has to be know, in the lineup. I know everybody everybody's down on Tommy Pham, and for good reason. He has not shown basically anything since he's been a Padre. But there are not any options right now. I mean, the only other major league, really major league outfielder that they have is Trent Grisham, who's also going to be in the lineup. But without Profar and without and without Myers, that basically you're going to have to play, you're going to have to play fam because the other options are like starting Andrioli and Kivlahan in the on the on the corners or O'Grady, I guess. So I, I just don't see that coming. You, you, I'd rather You'd rather see them take their chances with Fam. He he has shown signs. I mean, going going into the doubleheader, I know he had I had looked this up. He had hit 306 with a 366 on base percentage over his last 16 games. I, he did not look great in the doubleheader, but going going into that game, he had shown signs of coming out. So I think that's someone that you know they're going to need to come in. And I mean, this sounds silly, but wh- where would they be without Victor Caratini and some of the offense that he's provided? Just pretty much out of out of nowhere. That's not what you got Victor Caratini for. But he's been uh, he was clutch the first part of the season, and certainly the other day with the uh, uh, with joining the Slam Diego Club. It can be a silly stat. Uh, look, the RBI the RBI itself is, is a little arbitrary stat, but uh, he leads the team in um, RBIs per at bat. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been empty RBIs. I mean, when the <laughs> right. guy drives in a run, it has been a significant run. Like five different games. You are this last one. Uh, he tied the game and then ran. You know, you gave him a pass. I saw on Twitter. I did not give him a pass on that ball uh, unless his angle was extremely different that he misjudged the Rymel Tapia uh, play. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that didn't work out where he had had the game tying RBI. But I think. He's helped them win four games. And when I say helped, he was the guy that mm-hmm. had a game winning or a key go ahead RBI. Uh, so uh, absolutely for the 207 batting average or whatever he has now. Right. Uh, and it has been a lot better, much like Tommy Pham. It's been a lot better lately and he'll probably be better for not playing as much. Yeah, no, there's no, uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, and uh, you know, they could use some offense from Hassan Kim, uh, as well, I mean, I don't know when, when or if that's going to going to come. I mean, we certainly haven't seen much of it so far. But I will say that guy can play some defense. I mean, he did kick the one, uh, uh, not kick, but he sort of bobbled it the other day, and it cost him another uh, one where that shortstop. Another one where it reassures me that I'm I, I'm not like seeing things is I was raving about him at the beginning of spring, right? Mm-hmm. A, about his defense, and then toward the end of spring, it's like I, I and I I said at the time it looks like the game's gotten a little like he's trying to catch up playing this yeah. game, and it's re, it's hurting him even defensively. Uh, and I'm like, but dang, maybe I was wrong. He's not that good at defense. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, clearly, uh, even an idiot like myself could see uh, right from the start that Ha Sung Kim has some great hands, some great instincts. Um, and for a guy who doesn't really have physical tools, he clearly has a great clock. 
because he makes plays. I mean, it's yeah. not like that effortless when Fernando Tatis Jr. isn't throwing the ball away. It's not that effortless throw from a shortstop, but how many are? I mean, Hassan Kim looks like he's throwing his body halfway across uh, along with the ball, <laughs> um, but he gets it done. He's a very, very talented defensive player. Right. And speaking of defense, I mean, we should, I, I mentioned Arenado briefly, but this is a chance to see, you know, perhaps the two best third basemen defensively in all of in all of baseball. I mean, I don't see the American League every day. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but uh, I, to me, that that's worth that's worth watching this weekend is just to watch Arenado and Machado and the uh, two different styles, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Like very much. Manny, like looks like he could step out of bed and make those plays. Now that's mm-hmm. what he looks like. I'm not saying that's what happens. He works no, very hard. You no, know he works really hard at it. Right now, in addition to being immensely talented and having the ability to do things that none of us could possibly dream of doing, um, that uh, he just looks like he could step out of bed and do it. Whereas Arenado looks like the rest of us would look if we were that good. I mean, he is putting his whole body and mm-hmm. and every effort into it, and you just it's. Two different styles, but yes, you will be watching probably the two best third basemen in the game. Well, we'll leave Love it at that because we are always, if nothing else, positive about everything. As we, as Especially we you. Especially, Especially you. Well, yeah, this will be fun. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is just so odd after last season. And then even if the results, like you said, third best record, but the results are a little disappointing so far. It's just so odd to be heading to the ballpark now to cover a team that will have at least one and possibly two of two Capito Marcano, Brian O'Grady, Patrick Kivlihan, and John Andrioli in the roster and in, in the lineup. In the line. It's just so odd and to be back be here. Right. And I'm, I'm interested, you know, look, the playoffs, you were the playoffs last year were played. Those were incredible games, obviously, especially games two and three with no fans. Do you know who was in those games, though, and hadn't played pretty big roles? Fernando Fernan- Tatis Jr. and Will Myers. Named, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'm mean, not to say that Eric Hosmer, but I don't, I'm just saying that, like, no. man, the Padres are not in the Padres don't get to go on to the National League Division Series without what Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, did. Uh, but yes, Jay, gosh, we've talked about it so many times, and I'm very happy that the fans get to be there uh, for and the these, best fans. Uh, in, and the best fans in baseball will be there as well. And we'll see how many of them show up uh, as well. That'll how many? That's always fun. How many of them can get uh, can can get tickets? Right. Look, they they are fantastic fans. They are. But I was telling honestly, Jay, I was talking with Derek Gold, like I said on on their uh, podcast. Which, by the way, the name of his podcast is the best podcast podcast in baseball. Now that's a play on that they're the best fans in baseball. They right. really love that. But but come on, Derek. I mean, you got to throw that in my face right when I get on. But anyway, um, I was telling him that I really do hope that he gets to see what I have seen uh, in these homestands, save for that pirate series, which who's going to get up for these pirates, but Padres fans, there's a different vibe in Petco. They're into the game. The people that are getting tickets there, it's not, you know, faith night or, 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 or pride night, or, you know, bring the guys to the ballpark and drink beer night. Mm -hmm. Uh, These actually seem like people that are there to watch the game and and they're into everything. I've I've heard them clap for good plays for the other team. I have, uh, you know, it's just been a really refreshing. And I wanted to see what Derek Gold, who gets to watch, you know, as you said, the best fans in baseball uh, all the time. I want to get his impression. So please show up for me tonight, Padres fans. So I don't look, I was bragging on you. uh, So, you know, don't don't let me down in front of Derek Gold. Um, Thank you everybody for joining us. Have a good weekend.